Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. The weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And remember, if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds. And if you will please remember to rate us wherever you listen to the podcast, it really helps. And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerds at Odds. And let's get on into what we've been doing. Courtney, what you've been up to? I did some reading this week. I finished the book Not Even Bones, which was really, really good. I've got to uh, definitely buy the next book soon. What's the title of the next one? The next one is called Not Even Ashes, or Only Ashes Remain, I think. How many are in the series? I think three. Okay, and is the series done? Do you know? I think it's done. Okay, so so you have something to work towards then. Yes. That's good to hear. You've been playing anything? I tr- have tried the new Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells. On it- the iPhone? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty good, you know? I mean, it's like Bejeweled or any of those, like, match three games. Candy Crush. Candy Crush. You got Homescapes. Were you big into Candy Crush? I played con- Candy Crush for a while, never spent any money on I it. Never- I don't think. I never tried it out, but it-, it seemed huge a couple years ago. I mean, it's basically like all the other games, but there's, like, you can you have a little avatar and you can make them whatever you want. So what makes this match three game Harry Potter? I think it's so far following the story of the first movie. Interesting. You're sort of, I guess you're kind of like, not really playing it out. I don't know how to explain it. Is there like, oh, do this puzzle, and then you get this like kind of cutscene? There's, there's not really any cutscene. Is it dialogue? It's just like, hey, you're in this scene now. Oh, so like now the, do it's some the background, puzzles. the scene. Yeah. Interesting. But you having fun with it? Yeah, I'm having fun. That's cool. Anything else you've been up to? I have been playing a little Minecraft with my friends. Oh, okay, that's fun. That's Our fun. friends. You, you just kind of listened into the conversation. Yeah. You interested in Minecraft VR is what I'm hearing. You gotta stop bringing <laughs> it up, I swear. I'll, I'll but, only bring it up because you gave me a hard time about it yesterday, the last podcast. We were playing a, a survival Minecraft world, and instead of trying to survive and do important things, I made a pool. An underground pool. How how much longer do you think Minecraft's going to be a popular game? Because it's... Minecraft, I think, will always be popular. I mean, they're they're constantly putting stuff out for it. And it's just one of those games that you can play for a really long time and be like, yeah, that was good. And you put it down for a bit, and then you can pick it back up. Do you think they're going to either run into the problem where they have nothing else to add to the game, or the opposite, where they've added so much to the game that it's not really the same experience anymore? Do you think they're going to hit that wall? I don't think that you can hit that wall of like putting too much in because people always want more stuff and I feel like even if they do they could sell like a vanilla Minecraft again with like all the 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 normal stuff. So that's your marketing strategy. We're, we're gonna build it up to something that's not Minecraft anymore and then we're gonna sell you Minecraft No again. it's not it's not that it's like not <laughs> Minecraft anymore it's just maybe there's too much stuff for like an average player who just wants to get back into minecraft and they're like oh i gotta relearn all this stuff i feel like the next step i'm not sure if they would take it but to add like story elements and quests to the game i feel like that's not no 
I don't think that's outside the realm of possibilities. I think that would be a different game. Like, like you know how they have the Minecraft, like, Dungeons. dungeon crawler? Mm-hmm. And then they could do, like, a Minecraft RPG, you know? That's, that's yeah. what they could do. I, I think that's... But I feel like you, you wouldn't do, like, the standard walking around the world, like, chopping down trees and stuff. Yeah. I think the base is there for a decent rpg experience in the minecraft world if they just crafted a world for it well the problem is is that if there's too much there's too much customization with normal minecraft Mm. like you'd have to make it so some buildings can't be like mined at all but there's like a certain like certain zones where you can do like mining and stuff like that but then people would just strip mine the whole thing and it wouldn't be fun if there's like a multiplayer element Mm. So I've never played Dragon Quest Builders. Have you heard of it? No. It's like a Dragon Quest game, but the gameplay is Minecraft-type gameplay. But there is a storyline there, so if someone out there has played that game, maybe you could write into the show and discuss how RPG that game is and how that works with the Minecraft gameplay, because I feel like that's the next step for this game. I don't know. Is to make an RPG spin-off. I don't know. I have been playing the same stuff I have been playing for the past month or so it seems but i have tried out something new recently this new spell casting battle royale called spell break just launched on ps4 i'm not sure what other platforms it's on but i've been playing it on ps4 i played about an hour of it this morning and i've won a match came in second came in like 15th and then came in like 30 something so i'm pretty much all over the board with these outcomes but i've been having a lot of fun with it it finally does the thing I've wanted Battle Royales to do, where you kind of have a loadout that you level up each time you play the game that, that you can customize. So you're always dropping into the map with something that's kind of yours, you know? Like yeah. you can equip what type of spells you want to use, and you can equip hooks for that type of spell, and you level those up as you play as that class. But there's like six classes to choose from, so I, I enjoy that. I have a question. Yes. If you're, like, leveling up and all this other stuff, are they putting you in maps with other people who are, like, a similar level to you? Or are they putting you with, like, noobs and stuff? I'm not sure how the matchmaking works. I'm only rank 4 out of 100. So I'm pretty sure I'm still in, like, the bottom tier of people. I don't think you're getting much stronger than the levels. I don't know if, like, a level 100 would roll over you at level 1. I think it gives you more customization about how you want to play but maybe it just makes the abilities you like stronger while not boosting anything else. So it might keep you balanced. I haven't played it enough to test the balance of this. Well, if you play it enough this week, we can talk about it next episode. I probably probably will. I have enjoyed playing it. It's fun to play. I came in first already. So. Okay, you play that and I'll watch YouTube. <laughs> We've been watching more Gotham. Yes. Want to season two probably about a quarter of the way through. Yeah, I had watched... All of season one and, like, a couple episodes of season two back before we started dating. Mm. And then I just got you into it, and you seem to like it pretty good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've always had the problem that there's not a lot of Batman in it, and that it seems like all the villains are going to be old by the time Batman becomes Batman. Mm -hmm. But I've enjoyed it, just watching Gordon take on these villains. And most of the villains are pretty good maybe my favorite Kita is tearing something up in the background right now so so that's her appearance on the show for the day hopefully 
But most of the villains in Gotham I've really enjoyed. They give good performances. Some of them are not the ones, the takes on the characters I like. But I haven't found anyone else, anyone in the show yet that I'm like, oh, I hate that portrayal. I really like... I really like Joker a lot. He's probably my favorite. Yeah, I feel like he's very Heath Ledger inspired. The way he pronounces his words and things like that. Maybe. But uh, I think you just love Heath Ledger. Well, so I think much. I think the guy who plays Riddler in Gotham is very Jim Carrey. He plays it a lot like Jim Carrey's Riddler as well. And I haven't watched that one. Uh, I like the I like the Penguin in Gotham more than Danny DeVito's portrayal in Batman Returns. <laughs> I don't like Danny DeVito's weird flippers in the black ooze, but I prefer uh the Penguin who's kind of more a normal businessman type guy with some like evil connections who's kind of friends with bruce wayne if you ever played the batman telltale game i like that penguin interpretation a lot so, i like i also like a uh, Catwoman selena yeah i like i like selena though she's a kid i think it's hard to compare her Catwoman to the actual adult cat women yeah but you're you're sort of seeing her grow into Catwoman. yeah and i i like the fact like the idea that they like grew up together a little bit like they know each other yeah, that, that, that's fine for me. That works. I like Alfred and Gordon a lot as well. Alfred's my favorite. Yeah. And I think this Alfred could probably be a younger version of the Alfred from the Nolan Batman. Because he the bat, the Alfred in the Nolan Batman used to be like a secret military trooper dude. I forget what branch. Trooper dude. Yeah, I forget what branch he was in. But he, he tells Bruce these stories about what he used to do when he was in the army. So, it's kind of comparable, just the, this one's younger and can still fight real well. Yes. We've also been playing the Marrying Mr. Darcy Pride and Prejudice card game. Do you want to kind of explain how this works a little bit? So, basically, if you've never read Pride and Prejudice, you probably wouldn't get it, or at least seen the movie. The one um, with Keira Knightley from, like, the early 2000s. It's well, really I mean, good. there's plenty of Pride and Prejudice movies. But that's but the yeah, one I've seen, and that one's really good. That one's really good. So basically, you play all of the women, all the eligible bachelorettes. Yeah. And you are trying to find a suitor that is good for you. And each character has their own, like, best suitor, worst suitor. And you win by getting the most marriage points. Yeah. It, the better the suitor is for your character, the more points you get. And also, during the game, you play cards that up your character's stats, like wit beauty friendliness charm i don't think it's charm dowry dowry's one yeah. there's like, like cunning five, stuff yeah like there's that. like five or six stats you can up and the suitors want certain levels of stats and so you're trying to build your stats up to get to woo the best suitor for you and your opponent's trying to do that as well while also playing cards that down some of your stats Reputation is the other one. Reputation. Reputation yeah. is the other so one. So those are your stats, and at the end of the game, who has the most stats and who married the best wins. And we played... Twice. Two, two, two times? Yeah. First time I married... I don't remember. I think it was like Fitzwilliam. Yeah. I forget who I married. But you I've married won, Wickham the first time. I've won both times. And the first time I was forced to marry Wickham because of one of the event cards. But luckily you were Georgina and that's her second suitor. Yeah, so I got enough points to carry that round. It's really fun. The second round I got the old maid. If you don't get a suitor, you become an old maid. And you still get marriage points, technically, depending on how you roll. Yeah. I remember you... Did you get... 
Did you get old maid at one point? You didn't get no. old maid. I got old maid, and I think I rolled like a, a two or three, and it was like you get four points. I'm like, oh great, yeah, joy. It's a lot of fun. It has some good character building aspects, like upping their attributes, and there's some good strategy to it. I enjoy the, I don't know, sassy, backhanded, you know, <laughs> event cards scandal. Yeah, the the eighteen. 80s or so yeah it's about, this about time that time period yeah it's it's fun to play we should probably play again today yeah so i can report back more victories <laughs> there's expansions for it for undead yes which, which is guess, the pride and prejudice and zombies yeah, book a, yeah and then there's one for emma emma which, which is, is another, another jane austen novel which i have not read i have it i own it but i have not read mm-hmm. it my favorite Jane Austen novel is Sense and Sensibility. No. No, that's not it. It's Persuasion. Persuasion. I get those two mixed up. Is Sense and Sensibility a Jane Austen novel? Yes. Okay. So she's got Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibilities, Emma, Persuasion. It's like Mansure Abbey or something. I don't remember the that, that Interesting. one. Interesting. Sense and Sensibility sounds like a Charles Dickens title as well. I forget that there's one that's similar to that. That's a Charles Dickens book. So we also watched... Well, we watched two movies yesterday. Yes, we watched two movies yesterday. The first one we'll talk about briefly is The Help yes. from 2011. It was very good. I enjoyed it a I lot. I love that movie. I read the book. I showed it to Alex, and I was like, we should watch this. And he was like, I don't know. It looks like just like women being mean to the, each other. And I'm like, no, you gotta, you gotta watch it. <laughs> this like, again, with the backhanded you know insults and trying to be polite while being mean to people well it's southern with women yeah. so in it's like 60s? oh yeah yeah but it's like oh bless your heart yeah so i really enjoyed that movie you should go watch it or read the book because the book's better it always is we have the book maybe i'll read it after since the movie was so good yeah nerds at odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds at odds if you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early. Gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you. We also watched Anoia Holmes on Netflix, which just came out. Which I was looking forward to. So we'll, we'll give our quick impressions of the film, and then we'll get a bit spoilery if you want. So we'll let you know when that happens, so you can just skip to the topic. But first, we have devised... Uh, reviewing system for the podcast so courtney and i can kind of have some it was a very me heavy review scale so so explain the review scale for us so it's it's more of like what do you see the movie as and not like a number scale or like a letter grade or anything like that so you've got the top is excellent then you have entertaining you have average, mediocre, boring, and bad. So it's not it's not that like you can have an excellent movie and it not really be super entertaining. Yeah, I saw that as excellent might be what movie wins best picture at the Oscars. But you might not want to watch that movie more than once. I mean, you you can still watch an excellent movie more than once, but yeah. it's like it's not like Thor Ragnarok is a entertaining movie. Yes, it's it's great to watch, but I don't know if it's excellent. Yeah. Right? And I feel like if a movie's excellent or entertaining, 
if it's either one of those, that's us telling you that you should seek out this film and watch it as soon as you can. Yes. And we gave we gave the help an excellent. Yeah, the help's excellent. It has some entertaining parts. Yes. But it is also an excellent film. And then average and mediocre, I think those are if it average is above mediocre all the time. Yeah, I think so. But average is like you know, it's fine. Mediocre is like eh. Yeah, and I think both of these, it's like, if you think you'd be interested in the film, check it out. But we're not telling you to go watch it, per se. Yes. And then boring and bad, I feel like, can be flipped as well. Because a movie can be boring. And but, the, but that doesn't necessarily make it bad. Yes. And then a movie can be bad, but it could be so bad that it's worth a watch. Yeah. But boring and bad is us saying, skip it, unless you want to put yourself through that experience. Yes. Before we get to Anolia, we also reviewed Mulan a couple weeks ago. Yes. Where would you put Mulan on this scale? The live action one. I think it was about average. Really? I was going to put boring. I think I think it was average. I mean, like, it was fine to watch. It just angered me with, like, how it was definitely not, like, the original story of Mulan and the animated Disney movie of Mulan and... <laughs> I'm going boring, just going average with the live action I don't think it was mediocre. I thought it had a lot of great visuals. So, about average. Okay. The and acting so, was good, too. So. And to Anolia Holmes, mm-hmm. top level, what would you give Anolia Holmes? Anolia Holmes, I think, was mediocre for me. I would agree with mediocre. I think it's a boring to bad movie. And then the performances of Millie Bobby Brown as Enolia and Henry Cavill when he is in the film as Sherlock Holmes. Yes. I think those elevate it to a mediocre movie. Those performances are fun to watch. And and Mycroft does a very good job. Yes. But what happens in the movie and the plot of it is, is boring to yes. bad. Yes. Makes no sense at some points. So I'm... If you like Sherlock Holmes, maybe check this out. I mean, it's based off of a young adult novel series called Anolia Holmes. So, I mean, if you like those books, maybe it's good. But I've never read those books. There's not a lot of Sherlock Holmes, and there's very little detective work in this film, I think. I mean, she the, she's trying to do detective work. I don't know. Yeah. So so let's let's save that and go into spoilers now for a little bit. And if you want to skip the spoilers, just check the timestamps for when the topic of the show is. Yes. What do you want to just spoil off the bat? She talks to the camera way too much. Yeah, it, it's, it's She breaks the fourth wall like every 10 minutes, it feels like. I think there's more fourth wall breaking by Anolia in this movie than Deadpool does in both Deadpool movies combined. I, she, it's like she either... She'll be narrating... Which is fine. Like I, we've we've had plenty of Holmes's yeah. narrate, but then she'll like look up at the camera or give it a wink yeah. or like look at it oddly. It does feel like the office at points where Anolia looks like Jim and just looks at the camera and just like, you know, like rolls her eyes or winks or something like trying to get the audience in on the joke. Yeah, or like the the time that guy was like drowning her and she pretended to be yeah. dead and she like. Clearly, she's in a barrel of water, yeah. and she pre- she's pretending to be dead, and she looks at us and goes, Yeah, it gives like Ha-ha. a little, yeah, like a, oh, I'm not dead, look to the camera, which is inside a water barrel. So, it kind of takes you out of the movie a lot. Yeah. I wish we had more of Henry Cavill being Sherlock Holmes, because he 
I think he did a, a fairly good job. Yeah, when he was on screen, I liked him as Sherlock. I wanted the movie to be more like... Because the plot is they're trying to find her mother who's disappeared. That's what the plot starts off at the beginning of the movie. It is not what the plot is by the end of the movie. It's very convoluted. But that's what the plot is at the beginning of the movie. And I wanted it to be Sherlock, uh, Henry Cavill, takes Anolia and kind of like... Trains her? Yeah, they go on this adventure together and he, you know, makes her into a great detective. Well, so I was reading a thing from the author, a note, the, uh, the, the author of the books, Anolia Holmes. And she was like, she loves the Sherlock Holmes books, but Arthur Conan Doyle, apparently, most of the time, Sherlock is either, like, women are just useless, or there'll be, like, a couple of women where he's like, that one, that one's a good woman, but all these other women are awful. That feels like Sherlock's personality, though. Yeah, but, but she was like, she thinks that Arthur Conan Doyle was, like, misogynistic. That's why she wanted to write these books where it was like this young girl and she's a smart like her brothers, maybe even smarter than her brothers, you know? I don't think that comes across in the film. If that's what they're shooting for, and I feel like it is because I feel like this movie's almost anti-men at some points. But if that's what they're shooting for... I mean, it is anti-men. They're like, don't get distracted by a man. But if that's what they're shooting for, she does not figure out anything in this movie. And neither does Sherlock, for that matter. I gotta say, I'm getting real tired of the... Like, Mulan and Anolia Holmes, both of them have done this. They're like, aw, she don't need no man, you know? But we're gonna give her a love interest anyway. Yeah. Like, you could just just stop giving them love interest. You can just have a movie with no love interest. Mm. I was actually getting mad a little bit. I was like, just don't, you don't need this love interest yeah. in here. You could just have her save this dude. Mm-hmm. Well, in the film, when she's going to find her mom, right? Yeah. She meets that guy, the other kid on this train. And then she's like, don't get, don't be distracted by me. But then from that point on, the, Immediately the, gets the distracted plot of the movie me. stops being her finding her mom and her being distracted by this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's like... She's like, oh, well, I'll let him go in London, but I'm going to, and I'm going to go look for my mom. But there's all these newspapers with this missing picture, so I'm like, I'm comment yeah. on this all the time. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find him now, and that's what the plot becomes, is helping this kid out that ends up being her love interest. And we just forget about her mom. By the end of the movie, you don't know why her mom left. Her mom just shows up and she's like, hey, nice place, you're doing well peace and then what's going on mother i think they're trying to set up for a sequel that i I don't think it's gonna get i'm not sure if it's gonna get a sequel Mm. i would love to see henry cavill as as sherlock holmes more yeah Uh, and the guy who played mycroft who is the the missionary from the fourth fourth pirates movie and he was also in the hunger games the second hunger games movie i think i haven't seen him so i couldn't tell you anywho Though, like, I thought that those portrayals were very well done. And maybe this Anolia Holmes, like, I, that Millie Bobby Brown, you said, she did a very good job. And then I was also very confused because at any time you change her hair, she looks completely different, in my opinion. Which is interesting because she plays the character Eleven in Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. the one with the shaved head. Yeah. So, this goes... Well, she, I didn't, I didn't even connect that. But if there is a sequel, I hope they solve a crime. Because at the end of the movie, she thinks she's figured it out. And then she's wrong. 
and then the solution appears to her. She's like, oh, it's the uncle. And then they go to confront the well, uncle. Do, let's not spoil all Okay, that. we won't. But anyway, she's wrong about her conclusion. And then Sherlock doesn't figure out what happens until after the crime has been solved, until after the solution appears to Anoya. So, but but he he shows up. He doesn't know that Anoya solved it, and he's like, "This is who you have to arrest." And he's like, "Huh? Huh? How'd you get here after your sister?" But she doesn't solve it. She like stumbles into it. Yeah. By being wrong, but Sherlock doesn't solve it until after it's solved. So no one, none of the Holmes siblings, solves a crime in this film. They kind of just stumble into what happens or come up late. There were some scenes that I thought were good and were funny. But most of the movie I was just kind of waiting for it to end. Mm -hmm. And at one point we paused it and I was like, how is there 40 minutes left in this movie? We don't know where the mom is. We don't know who's trying to kill this poor boy. We don't know what's going on. We don't. What's the plot anymore? It, it had been an hour and 30 minutes and we we're like, nothing has happened. And then they on out. Every scene that happened, I was like, we're just wasting time. We're not figuring anything out. So it was mediocre. It was, it was mediocre. It would have almost been boring, but I think the portrayals. The portrayals yeah. were very good. Get a new screenwriter. Get these characters in a also, film that makes sense. Also, I thought sense. like part of the plot for for half the movie, I thought part of the plot was like women, women's right to vote. But no, it's just like common men's right yeah. to vote. Well, not this, even women. Yeah, yet. this movie takes place in 1900. Yeah, and I'm not sure when all men got the right to vote in England. But I know women didn't get the right to vote in England until the 40s or 50s. Which is when the time frame of, like, Mary Poppins. We, we don't know what's going on. No. So if you want to figure out what's going on, read the books. And I feel like they, the trailers misconstrued how much maybe Henry Cavill and... Uh, what's her name? The woman. Beatrix Lestrange. Oh, her mom? Yeah. It's Adoya, I think's her name? No, I mean, like, the, the actress's name. Oh, Helen Bonham Carter. Yeah. I feel like the trailer misconstrued how much those yeah. those actors were going to be It really wanted it. you to think that Sherlock Holmes is in this movie. Yeah. And he's not really. But speaking of Sherlock Holmes, that's the topic of today's show, where we're going to be discussing our favorite Sherlock Holmes portrayals, shows, and maybe some of the other side characters like Irene, Dr. Watson, and Moriarty. Sure. So, how do you want to tackle this? Okay, I think we should go with Sherlock's home, Sherlock Holmes first. And so, we just both... So, what actor gives the best portrayal? In our opinion, yes. what actor is the best and, Sherlock Holmes? And we have four that's up for contention. Yeah, so we're picking, like, the most known Sherlock Holmes. And the more recent ones. Yeah. The ones we've seen. Because I'm sure I've seen some of the older ones, but I don't remember them. So, we've got... Benedict Cumberbatch from Sherlock on the BBC. Yes. We have Johnny Lee Miller from Sh Elementary on CBS. You've got Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes. From the Sherlock Holmes movies that he's in. Yes. And we have Henry Cavill from Anolia uh, Holmes. And, and all of those characters as yes. well. Unfortunately, there's no... Irene. Irene, or Watson. Watson, or Moriarty. Moriarty yes. So it's just him. <laughs> it's just him. So let's... Maybe, know, maybe we'll do Best Mycroft as well. Best Mycroft. We can do that. That works. Who's your favorite Sherlock Holmes? My favorite Sherlock Holmes is Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Hands down. I think he portrays the character beautifully. I believe that... Th so, like, the drug use is mentioned. There's the 
just him being off the wall, Watson being tired with him. He's not like a superhuman, essentially, you know? He's just like really smart and good at figuring things out, but also he's like a complete mess. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, a lot of the Sherlock Holmes characters that we have listed here are those like maybe on drugs, complete messes sort of thing. But I believe his is the best portrayal and it's time period. Uh, yeah, I like Johnny Lee Miller the most. And I think that might just be because we get to see him the most. Because he's in a hundred and something episodes of a 45-minute TV show, you know? But he doesn't seem like he has superpowers. He's just a smart guy. We get to delve into Sherlock's demons more with him. Mm-hmm. He does a good job portraying the character. He's eccentric. Maybe Robert Downey Jr., we don't see him enough because he's only in two films. I feel like I can never try and Miller the most. But I think you and I both agree that Benedict Cumberbatch is great. However, he does seem like a super computer at some points, the way he puts together these facts about things. And maybe he's not as much of a detective because of that as Johnny Lee Miller might be or Robert Downey Jr. might be. I mean, be. He's, he's good. And I, I love Sherlock. Mm-hmm. I love it. I will watch it again. Because we've only watched it through once. Yes, me and you yeah. together. But I will watch it again because I love it. But it's so difficult. Because my sister, she watched it and she was like, I can't, I can't handle this. He's way too just like, oh, well, she was carrying the briefcase, not the briefcase, the, uh, the little suitcase. Thing, yeah. She was carrying this on this side and it was raining and all this other stuff mm-hmm. because of like these little tiny things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it, it's a little too much. Yeah. Especially cause he was like, oh, well this person must be drunk because they were having trouble putting their like phone cord into their phone. I'm like, do you know how much trouble I have putting mm-hmm. my phone cord into my phone and I'm not drunk? Yeah. And and especially when he like slows down and like looks at the words all around. Yeah. It's, it seems a bit too far-fetched to be real. And I think Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Lee Miller both are just detectives, you know, who are good at deducing things. Yes. I like the time period of Robert Downey Jr.'s more, I think. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see Johnny Lee Miller maybe be in the 1880s. Well, I I do love the, like, modern ones as well. Like, that's why I like Sherlock, because it's modern. And that's why I like Elementary, because it's modern. But I like that time period. Yeah. I'm a very very happy person with older time periods. That's why. So there's a, a series called City of Bones, and there's a prequel series, kind of, called clockwork angel and that series is really good well infernal devices mm-hmm. and that series is my favorite because it's set back in time around this time period yeah. well i think my favorite episode of sherlock on bbc is the one where they are back in time the abominable bride one. Oh yeah yeah i feel like also sherlock gets kind of more outlandish as it goes on until like season four and things yeah. like this well season three with the guy with the mind palace yes if yeah. they wanted to do more i would be happy but I also agree with Martin Freeman that it's like, eh, it can't they're kind of done. Yeah. Well, so that's all it takes. Sorry, Henry Cavill, you're not in Anolia Holmes enough to, to come up. We don't get enough of his yeah. Sherlock, but I do I do enjoy the character. But he's a very, he Sherlock Holmes is very stoic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Henry Cavill, I like it when he looks happy. 
And he smiles like maybe once in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to Dr. Watson. Yes. So we have Lucy Liu from Elementary. She's good, yes. We have Jude Law from Robert Downey Jr.'s films. Yes. And we have Martin... Freeman. Freeman. I believe. Yes, it is Martin Freeman from Benedict Cumberbatch and Sherlock BBC. Yes. So which one of those is your favorite Dr. Watson? Martin Freeman's my favorite Dr. Watson. Hands down. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna agree with that. I think he does a good job playing the character, especially with his own personal problems he brings into it, like with the cane and the first Yeah, he's like injured because of the war. Yeah. And I feel like his interactions with Sherlock are my favorite. Yes, he he seems As a, of all the other people's interaction like mm. all the other Watson's interactions with Sherlock. Yeah. He's probably my favorite. I would agree with Martin Freeman being the, the best Watson. I think he there's more layers to his character. Yeah, he, ha he has more demons, mm -hmm. you know, and he's got that whole thing with his, his wife. Yeah, which does seem kind of outlandish. Yes, his, but, the but wife's like, line. it pulls on my heartstrings, yeah. and I'm like, oh, no. Mm. But yeah, Martin Freeman, hands down, best Watson. Best Next up, let's go with Mycroft. Who's the best Mycroft? Best Mycroft. I don't know the actors' names, but you have the one from... There's one in all of these, ain't there? There's one in every single okay. one. Okay, so out of these four, what's your favorite Mycroft? Mmm. It's really hard. I want to say Sherlock. Okay, I don't think the one in Anolia Holmes does enough. I feel like he's very mean. Mm. And maybe that's a very Minecraft thing. Yeah. Like, he's very stuck up and stuff, but he doesn't really help. Yeah. And Mycroft is usually somewhat helpful. I don't think the one from the Robert Downey Jr. films is that great. He's just kind of around. He's he's kind of odd. I mean, I love that actor. Yeah. But he's a very odd man. And I think the one from Elementary, the storyline that he goes through kind of loses base with what Mycroft is. Yeah, he's not... I mean, he's kind of a spy, I think. Yeah, it gets a bit muddled. It's not like, you know, the whole England is... Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't survive almost yeah. without him. But I think the Sherlock one... He's the most Mycrofty Mycroft. Yeah. I think he gives the best performance. I think so. Yeah. Yes. He's also, like... also he's a writer. He's the writer, one yes. of the writers of Sherlock, the TV show. So, so he's able to craft that character perfectly. Yes, he does very well with it. <laughs> but you know, he's he's great. He's my favorite Mycroft. Yeah. I think. Okay, so that's two for the Sherlock TV show so far with yes. Mycroft and Watson. Yes. And let's go on to Moriarty. So there's a Moriarty in Elementary, the Robert Downey Jr. ones, and Sherlock. What's your favorite one? Elementary. Yes, my I, favorite I'm gonna, Moriarty. I was going to give it to Elementary as well. That's The first time you watch it, that's a great reveal. Yes. As to who Moriarty is. That portrayal of Moriarty is fantastic. I didn't like Sherlock's portrayal of Moriarty. I feel like they killed him off too quickly. He Yeah, he, he's too eccentric. He's me. all. He's also like really, really crazy. Yeah. And Moriarty's supposed to be like Sherlock's equal, if not better. Yeah, he's not as subdued as I would have liked Moriarty to be. Yes. And I feel like the one in Elementary plays Sherlock much better. Yes, and and the and the one in Game of Shadows. Yes. Is not. I mean, he's devious. Yeah. But I like. I don't know. It it seems. I know it's true. In the original stories that Moriarty's like a professor yeah. and whatever. 
but I, it just doesn't make sense to me why you're like, oh, I'm a big professor. I'm well known. I get lots of money from my professor stuff, but also I'm going to be evil. Yeah. Well, also like he doesn't really beat Sherlock in the movie. You know, like well, uh, he does with like the bomb thing. Yeah, but like Sherlock quickly outsmarts him, and I, I know that's because it's a two-hour movie and a TV show. And I feel like Sherlock kind of well in in Elementary, he is like destroyed by Mycroft. Yeah, no, by 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 Moriarty, Moriarty whatever. Yeah, Moriarty plays him for years, years, and he can't see it. So it's it's interesting to see him realize that makes him think that. He killed his fiance mm-hmm. and and like destroys his self esteem and yeah. mind basically. Yeah, and there's a uh, there's no Moriarty in Anolia, so that's it's gonna no, be sad. No, so I'm so sure. so so far, you gave Robert Downey Jr. best Sherlock. Yes, so that's one to Robert Downey Jr. Yes, I gave Giant Lee Miller best Sherlock. So that's kind of like a cancel a wash. Yeah, we both agreed that more uh Mycroft's best in Sherlock. Yes. And we both agreed Watson's best in Sherlock. Yes. And Moriarty's best in Elementary. Yes. So it's going to come down to this, I guess. Okay. To, to see uh, the scoreboard, at least, what's our favorite movie or TV show for Sherlock. Okay. Who's the best Irene Adler? I think my favorite Irene Adler is actually from the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock's. Really? Yeah. I'm going to go with Elementary. I, I, I mean, you know... And this, th- that that seems like a cop-out for me, I guess, because Irene Adler and Moriarty are the same character. Yes. But, Which we kind of danced around a little bit. Yeah, but I like that. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was good. However, I think that she is... The, the woman who plays Irene Adler in the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, mostly in the first one. She's not really in the second one as much. Mm-hmm. But... I believe that if she, if Irene Adler, because like in the original story of Sherlock Holmes, Irene Adler has like basically bests Mm. Sherlock Holmes and then she gets married and Sherlock is like, darn it, she got married, I'm all sad now. I feel like that would have been the correct Irene Adler to play. I mean, I I like the Irene and Moriarty in the same character, Mm. but... I don't know. It, she, she doesn't do much as Irene. Yeah, she's more because she's only Irene to play. Him. Yeah, she's more Moriarty than Irene. Yeah. What? Why not the one from Sherlock? I don't remember her. You don't remember her? I don't remember her. I remember the cute coroner, but I don't remember <laughs> Irene. Okay. I mean, I think she's fine. I think she's better than the one from Robert Downey Jr.'s films. But, but. here, but that's the thing. I don't remember her. <laughs> I remember Irene yeah. from the Sherlock Holmes movies, and maybe it's because we watched them more recently, mm. but I don't remember her from Sherlock. Okay, that's fair enough. And I feel like that's my fault. Out of all of that, now that we've discussed what characters we've liked the most mm-hmm. in the Holmes films, yes. what TV show or film do you think is the best overall portrayal of the Sherlock Holmes story? I think Robert Downey Jr.'s. You think the Robert Downey Jr. films are? Yes. Of the, bet of the... All things considered. All things considered, I think that it's the Sherlock Holmes films with Robert Downey Jr. Because, again, I mean, with Sherlock, they do go over, like, a lot of his Mm case... Like, all of them are basically the Sherlock Holmes cases. Yeah. Essentially. 
However, they're like differing in quality, maybe. Hmm. And I feel like Elementary on CBS doesn't have the benefit of being a BBC show yeah. where they're like, oh, we know when to quit. Yeah, it, it gets long in the tooth. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I love it, mm. but also it goes for quite a while. Yeah. It's interesting. Just to throw it out there, there's a third Sherlock Holmes movie with Rob Downey Jr. apparently coming out next year. Which I'm excited for. Yes. I'm going to have to mold this one over a little bit. So let me let me talk myself through this. Okay. It's not a Nolia Holmes. No. So that's out of the running. Sherlock, I think, has, like we discussed, some of the, some good qualities like Dr. Watson and Mycroft. But I do feel like Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Sherlock and it being set in the time period, in the Victorian era, helps it out some. So I think it's, I'm going to put Sherlock below. Robert Downey Jr.'s films. And I guess I do agree with you that Elementary is more of a serialized TV show. You watch, you know, 20-something episodes a season. So it does have some slow parts. And especially because, right, like, we haven't finished it yet. We're on our, like, Elementary break, essentially. Yeah. Though we're close. We're in season five of seven. I guess that does mean that I also agree with you that the Robert Downey Jr. films are the best overall portrayals of Sherlock. Exactly. Because the time frame, Robert Downey Jr. is good as Sherlock. I like Giant Lee Miller more, but I guess I like the cast of characters surrounding Robert Downey Jr. more overall because Moriarty and Irene do disappear after like season one. Yeah. So they're not in it that much. And then you have five more, six more seasons of serialized TV, which does lose it a bit. Especially if this third Robert Downey Jr. film is great, like the other two have been. Mm-hmm. At least, what would you put the two on the scale? Entertaining, both of them? Yes. Okay. So yeah, as long as this one's entertaining, I don't know if it'd be excellent, right? But entertaining is what it's shooting for. As long as it's that, it's definitely solidifies Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes as the best. I believe so, yes. Okay. Would you concur with my rankings of Robert Downey Jr.'s elementary Sherlock Anolia? Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock, Elementary, Anolia. Is the Mycroft and Watson putting it over for you? Yes. And it's not as serialized? It's not as serialized. I like that it does actually follow like the basic storylines mm-hmm. of most of the stories of Sherlock Holmes. Like you have the lady in... I think it's supposed to be the ra- lady in red, but mm-hmm. it's the lady in pink. Yeah. Well, and you've got the Hounds of Baskerville. Yeah. You've just, got... just remember, the producers of the BBC show told the CBS show that they would sue them if they used any of those stories. So that's why the... Well, that's rude. But... Yeah, they, they had an interview when they were both on at the same time where they're like, we watched the show closely to make sure they're not infringing on our copyrights for this show. Well, I mean... So I've, I've read that the uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle... Uh, estate is suing Anolia Holmes and I think they sued someone else for their portrayals Mm. of Sherlock Holmes which most of Sherlock Holmes stuff is in the public domain but not all of it 2023 is when it all goes into public domain but they're doing it because in the Anolia Holmes movie Sherlock happens to show a little bit of emotion and apparently that's in line with the later Sherlock Holmes representations in the later books. Yeah. 
so so for those of you who don't know how the copyright thing works if a character has different traits about them in later works so Sherlock Holmes the character is in the public domain but if he has like I don't know specific traits that aren't in those books but are in the later books that aren't in public domain like oh Sherlock Holmes is more emotional. Or he wears a certain article of clothing now for some reason. That's still copywritten. Yeah, if, if Sherlock's home dis- Sherlock's home- Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes yeah. decided to wear, like, a trilby, yeah. and then they showed him with a trilby later on. That's still copywritten. But, like, I know- I'm pretty sure that the people who wrote Sherlock were very much closely in with the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle estate mm. and went through the proper channels- yeah. And so they're like, we got to make sure that they're not, you mm-hmm. know, infringing upon that. And it's it's insane to me, by the way, that they're suing Anolia Holmes. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're suing the book series or just the movie, but I think it's just the movie. Well, I mean, if I was the holder of the Sherlock Holmes copyright and I knew it went out of date in like... Three a, years. A li- yeah, a little over two years. I would sue anybody who came out with anything close related to Sherlock Holmes just to see if I could get something out of it, you know? I don't know. I think showing emotion, like, come on. Every character that I ever want to write shows emotion. He, Robert Downey Jr. shows no, emotion I, I th- every once I think, in a while. Well, I think probably what they mean is he has a line in the film that's repeated a couple times. It's like, you're showing emotion. It's not something, but it is unnecessary. He says that line, and I bet, that's a line in a book that's still copywritten. I bet that's what they're Possibly. talking about. So that's that's our rankings for the Holmes. Yes. So maybe we'll do an update when the actual film comes out next year in our review of that movie. Oh, I can't wait. I hope it's good. I hope they get all the actors back. I can see them getting Jude Law back. Obviously Robert Downey Jr. But he, but Jude Law's in, uh, got tenure at Hogwarts now. So <laughs> the, the real question is, is if they're going to bring Brett bring back Irene even though she supposedly had died in the second movie. Do you think that it is interesting that your favorite Sherlock Holmes is the only one who's not English? That is interesting. Yeah, Robert You know, Robert Downey Jr. does such a good job in those movies. I was questioning if he was English or not. And I was like, I know he's American, but he does a good job. Or like Tom Ellis in Lucifer when he's playing Michael and he does the American accent and you're like, is he actually American? No, no, he's British. That, I guess, I guess that, that seems good. I guess that might also go along with, like, most people's favorite James Bond is Sean Connery, right? Mm. He's not English. So that's that's interesting as well. Well, I mean, it's it's sort of along the lines of, like, isn't it? Isn't that the thing of, like, with the Lord of the Rings movies and the, the Harry Potter movies, they were both being filmed around the same time, and it was a sort of... Like every English actor, every Engli- in one of these, yeah. English actor is doing something right now. I think Lord of the Rings, they didn't have the rule where everybody had to be English. But in Harry Potter, every actor had to be English. That was yeah. the rule. So, if you were English in the early two thousands, you had some opportunities being filmed. a lot that, of opportunities that got you paid. So let's get on to the questions, comments, and concerns, which we don't have any for this week. But I want to remind y'all if you want to write into the show to head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds and there I post a thread for each episode a day or two early so you can submit your questions, comments, or concerns for consideration for the show. So be sure to go check that out if that's something that interests you. Also, little reminder for the Instagram because you didn't talk about it before. I post basically every day a picture of Kida 
doing something fun or yeah, adorable. So, so if you want to check out Keita, go into Instagram at Nodes at Odds. And also some some of my artwork, but whatever. Yeah, if you're interested into that. But let's get into Keita's corner, speaking of Keita. Yes, uh, Keita, again, our five-year-old ragdoll cat. Who you heard from today. Yes. Uh, playing with, I think, her... One of her little random mice. Yes, she has many. Might have been my fault. I was playing with her earlier. Mm, you riled her up. Yes. She would like to remind everyone to spay and neuter your pets. Very important. And adopt from a shelter instead of getting from a breeder or something along those lines. Because it's better to get those poor animals out of the shelters mm-hmm. than contribute to the rising amount of stray animals. The interesting fact for today is that Sherlock Holmes is the second most film character. He has appeared in 226 different films. And I think this... And probably, like, TV shows. I, well. I think this fact only counts films. Only films? Yes. The, okay. wor- the wording of the uh, site that I was reading made it seem like this is just film appearances and not TV shows. Okay. But number one is Count Dracula. Who's in 239 films. Well, he is completely in the public domain now, so. Yes. Yeah. I I don't think Bram Stoker wrote another book uh, about Dracula, did he? Was that like his only Dracula book? I think there's only one Dracula book. Mm -hmm. Not, I'm not, you know, solid on that. But you actually have a second fact. About Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes. So Arthur Conan Doyle also wrote the book The Lost World, which the Jurassic Park films are based on. So which that, is why there's Jurassic Park, the Lost World, the Lost World. Yeah, which is interesting. I never knew that. That's crazy that he wrote Sherlock Holmes and the book that Jurassic Park's based off of. Did you know that he was knighted? Well, obviously he's knighted. Yeah, so Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, yeah. put some respect. Do you know on what that. he was knighted for? Yeah, he's not knighted for his work as a fiction author, but he was knighted for his journalistic work during the Second Boer War. I thought... That's B-O-E-R. I was confused. I looked at it, and I was like, did did you miswrite world? No. I thought it was going to be the second world war, and I'm like, wait, he's too old yeah, he, for that. He he probably lived during the first world war. He wouldn't have been able to fight. He was definitely old by the end. Yeah. But he he's definitely probably died before the second. I don't know. War. Gotta look it up. Well, well, we'll look into that. Maybe we can make a... They need to make a Sir Arthur Conan Doyle movie, like the Tolkien movie they made recently. You know, if uh, if this podcast catches on, we're going to have to do corrections at some point, probably. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be questions, comments, concerns, and, and corrections. corrections. I think it fits with the... Q and four Cs. Q-C-C-C. <laughs> well, like the, uh, the Soviet Union, the CCCP at this point. Mm-hmm. We got comments, concerns, corrections, and preguntas. I don't know what that is. It's 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 a poorly pronounced Spanish word that means questions. Ah, good. Sure, <laughs> I'm glad you're putting that minor to use. Yeah, that's years of hard work right there. Years. Anything else you want to talk to the fans about before we head on out today? Oh, I got the new Apple Watch. Yes, Courtney did get the Apple Watch SE. How are you enjoying it? I like it. I don't like the band. They only had very they. Limited choices for bands. We got it from Verizon. Yes. But they had limited choices of bands from Verizon, and the 
Rose gold version. They call it something else. It wasn't rose gold. It's gold aluminum. Gold aluminum. Whatever. It's rose gold. Let's be honest here. But the only band that they sort of had for it that was like the sports bands is this burgundy color and then like pink on one side and orange on the other side and I hate the color orange. I don't I don't know why they chose not to just do pink on both sides. The orange stripe really ruins this band. And then like the orange like thing here. Yeah. They could have just made the whole thing burgundy. I think it would have been better. But other than that, the the watch itself I like. Yeah. I do like it. So now you have completely new technology than me. Yes, I have the new iPhone SE. SE. I have the new Apple Watch SE. And I'm sporting the iPhone 8 and the Apple Watch 3. Yeah. So maybe in two years, I'll, I'll finally upgrade and phones will have holograms or something coming out of them by the end. Well, to be fair, uh, my laptop has died and uh, you have a relatively I'm a, new I'm a graduate laptop. history student. You know how much I have to type? <laughs> I, sh- I should upgrade my laptop. Maybe get a MacBook Pro. Oh, yeah. So. Give me an iPad. No. <laughs> I, I've had my iPad Pro for four or five years now, and it works fine. I'm not I'm not going to get another iPad until that one breaks. I probably won't get another Apple Watch or phone until they actually break. Yeah. So. I, I was going to get a different band from, like, Walmart or something, but they didn't have the exact one I wanted when we got your, like, metal woven mm. band. So I decided to order something from Target. So hopefully we get here soon. And shout out to Target, because they're the ones I got my PS5 pre-order from. So, don't you cancel it. Target, if you're watching, don't you dare cancel that pre-order. <laughs> uh, I want to I want it here November the 12th. Release date. Uh-huh. Good luck with that. No, I think they've already told me it's going to come within the week after. So, it's a little disappointing. Well, I mean, but. at least you're going to get it and they're not canceling it. And you're As of panicking. yet, they're not canceling it, yeah. As of yet. Yeah. I've, I've heard GameStop selling pre-orders for the next-gen consoles, and they're like, you'll get it once we get the stock back in. You're not getting this within the first couple weeks. You're pre-ordering a console we will have eventually. So I don't know how that works, but that seems a bit shady. Well, GameStop had to, like, I mean, at least our GameStop, they had to close down. Yeah. And I assume many GameStops might have I've read articles where GameStops closed hundreds of stores around the country. Especially so. during the pandemic. Yeah, And by, by the time... PS6 and Xbox Series S2, or whatever they're going to call it, comes out. I don't think GameStop's going to be a thing anymore. It was so sad. I followed them on Instagram, and I saw the end of the store on Instagram. Yeah, yeah rough times. <laughs> last thing we got from there was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yes, and a new set of Joy-Cons. Yeah, which which have Drift again. Which apparently... Well, my, my new set isn't, doesn't have Drift they don't? yet. Okay, cool. Not, no, it, I've got controller lag when I don't have it hooked up. Oh, I don't think that has anything to do with the controllers. No, it's yeah. not the controller's fault. It's probably, like, where the thing is positioned in their TV mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Sp- well, speaking of video games, again, real quick, there's something I forgot to add early in the show. So if y'all are hanging out to the end, you get this hot take on this news item. Fun. I talked about it to you last night some, and you seem really bored. So hopefully someone in the listening to the podcast wants to listen to this if anyone listens to the podcast yeah if you're still listening please rate the podcast but real quick let's talk about amazon's new streaming game thing called luna Uh uh-huh i just want to give a shout out to amazon because they're actually doing the small idea unlike google stadia where you paid to get access to the 4k 60 frames versions but then you had to also pay for every game you bought yes 
Amazon only has you subscribe to their Luna gaming channel. It's in beta right now. You can't access it unless they give you a beta code. But once you once it goes live, you'll like subscribe for five ninety nine to their Luna gaming channel, which has a couple hundred games on it, mm-hmm. and you can just play those games. You can stream them without having to pay for any of them. Okay. And then they're gonna add other channels that you can also subscribe to. Ubisoft's gonna have one at launch, I think, when it comes out of beta that has all their games on it that you can just subscribe to. I think the reason I don't care is because our internet's not good enough. I'm trying I'm trying to get into the beta just to try this thing out just to see how it works. Just to see if it's better than Google. But the problem is our internet's not good enough. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Our internet has a 25 megabyte per second download. Amazon says you only need 10. Yes. However, you did try Stadia mm-hmm. and that did not go well, yeah, did that's, it? Yeah, that's why I want to try this Amazon thing just to see if it's a better infrastructure. I'll get back to you on that if I hear anything. I think it's exciting. I hope that the extra channels like Ubisoft and stuff aren't too expensive. Because five nine nine for the Luna one, and then like five nine nine for just the Ubisoft one, you're gonna get some some price stacked up real quickly. But if it's like you pay six bucks for this Luna one and like a dollar, the Luna one's probably just gonna have like nobody cares. No, the the games on the Luna one right now are pretty good. No, I mean like nobody cares. Like, what's it called? Publishers or something. Oh, but then like. Ubisoft, Ubisoft and yeah. then like well no the Bethesda or something well Bethesda is brought by Xbox now I don't so. care but I don't know I'm just I hope the pricing isn't crazy so we'll see how it runs that's all I have you have anything else nope that's about all that's about all that's about all right guys we'll see you on the next episode bye Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds at odds if you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early. Gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.